0: In a time when NFL teams largely ignored players from historically black colleges and universities, legendary NFL scout Bill Nunn seemed to see something no one else did. During the 1970s, he put together a team that would lead the Pittsburgh Steelers to win four Super Bowls in six years, a record still held today. Nunn's success would change the way the NFL recruited HBCU football players and help bring Hall of Famers including Jerry Rice and Michael Strahan to the sport. He is now the first black contributor inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Bill Nunn forged his new frontier for athletes everywhere. How will you? Find your frontier today in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. Shop nissanusa.com <laughs> Tiger fans, get ready for episode 196 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club Podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show, and everyone, Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the, I love, Jackson State University. I have a very special guest with me today. He is the analyst for the Hornet Sports Network none other than Mr. Kamari Darrington. Welcome to the show, Kamari.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Hey, it's a pleasure. We, look, we're we looking forward to this game coming up. I know you guys are excited about it over there on that end, so we wanted to bring you on the show for you to let this fan base, this Jackson State fan base, kind of get an idea of what we can expect this weekend with this Hornets football team. Yeah,
1: it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, you know, Alabama State uh, comes off of a, a you know big win against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, finally getting back home in front of the homecoming crowd and they put on a, a, offensively put on a show uh, The defense uh, was was attacking um, got got to the quarterback uh, really uh, made some big third down stops and uh, they just you know finally got back within the friendly confines uh, it's been tough on the road to score they haven't scored at all on the road wow. so uh, yeah they haven't scored a single point on the road and they've been shut out twice so um so for the Hornets, I think it was a good confidence boost for them to get back at home, uh, play a good football game against a quality football team like Arkansas Pine Bluff. Who Probably didn't expect to be in the position that they're in uh, mm-hmm. heading into uh, this coming week. But uh, it, was, it was a nice one for Alabama State. But obviously the challenge is going to be going to uh, uh, a different environment uh, coming up here on uh, Saturday
0: very different environment. This is a different team than yeah. what Alabama State saw in the spring. But you were at that game, and you actually covered that game. So talk to us a little bit about what you remember from that spring matchup between these two teams.
1: Uh, it was a really exciting game. Both teams kept going back and forth. Uh, in the fourth quarter, the difference was Ezra Gray, the running back. Mm-hmm. He had the three touchdowns in the, in the fourth quarter alone. And, uh, you know, really, uh, it really came down to him making that big play at the end of the game with about a minute and a half left. He had the 50-yard touchdown. That was the difference in the game. And then uh, Jeffrey Scott made the, the game winning the interception. But the, the the team was so different. You know, Jackson State got a completely different quarterback, you know, completely different players on the team. The Alabama State, um, you know, has a lot of the same guys back, but the quarterback got injured at, uh, Florida, uh, quarterback Ryan Nettles got injured against Florida A&M. So he didn't even play last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Crowley came in, uh, the backup quarterback, and uh, threw four touchdown passes. So it uh, be interesting to see who uh, who's healthy and uh, who'll be able to, to start. Uh, you know, some people say, well, you know, maybe you should go with a hot hand, but you know, obviously Ryan Nettles has is, is played well. He played well in the Jackson State game in the spring, so uh, if he's healthy, he'll probably be the guy to start. If not, uh, probably, uh really had a great game, and I think eased some tension a little bit from from fans that you know didn't know what we would see with the backup with some of the backup quarterbacks. So. Uh, you know, that'll be that'll be a, a big uh, that'll be a big part of the game uh, coming into the game on Saturday to see who who's going to be healthy enough to play. And then just from a, a standpoint, get this running game for Alabama State to get their running game back going. Uh, the running game has uh, really struggled this year. It hasn't been what we thought it was going to be coming into the season uh, because um, players have been in and out. Uh, gray has been been hurt. Uh, well, he was hurt uh, against Auburn the second game. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, going on the road, first of all, can we put some points on the board?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also, the, you know, what, what can we do against the, this Jackson State offense? I mean, how can you not be impressed by the way that uh, Jackson State has played uh, these first five weeks?
0: Sure thing. You know, definitely a stout defense at Jackson State. And then offensively, the Hornets, yeah. uh, they struggled this season, as you kind of mentioned, uh, ranked 10th in the SWAC at 17 points per game. And I know Coach – Joe Blackwell was relieved of his offensive coordinator duties earlier this month. So what has that transition been like to the new offensive coordinator, Pat White? You know, at Jackson State, Coach Prime made a change similar. Uh, we brought in uh, Coach T.C. C. Taylor, or I guess you could say he, he gave him the play calling duties <laughs> heading into the Alabama A&M game. And the team responded with one of its best, well, with its best offensive showing, scored 61 points this past Saturday. So for Alabama State, has there been much of a change in the offense and how has this team grasped things so far?
1: Has been much of a change. I think it's just a different person calling it out. Uh, Joe Blackwell uh, was, um, you know, it was kind of one of those loyalty hirings, and and maybe uh, and Coach either was honest about it. You know, when um you know a couple of years ago, right when he took over, you know, three days before, you know, he's getting ready for the players to report. You know, the the coaching staff leaves, and so he was one of the guys that he was able to call up and and give him an opportunity to be the offensive coordinator and. Now, at times, Alabama State's offense was pretty, you know, predictable. You know, um, you could pretty much tell what kind of plays they were getting ready to run. And I think with a guy like Pat White, who, you know, number one, has played quarterback and, has, you know, at, at a high level, and, you know, you give an the opportunity to, you know, call the plays and kind of change things up a little bit, uh, maybe throwing the ball a little bit more on first down, almost like an NFL-style uh, play-calling system is, is, as far as, like, you know, what you do on first and second down and putting yourself in position on third down to make things more manageable. And, you know, like like um, T.C. Taylor, you know, calling his first game, uh, looks like he did a pretty good job. <laughs> I would say so. Would, and, 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 of course, you have to have the kids to execute it. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joe Crowley, you know, nobody really, he hadn't really uh, played, you know, thrown, we didn't, haven't seen him throwing the ball yet. Uh, he was uh, primarily the first few games of uh, kind of a wildcat quarterback. We put him in, in, in a shotgun and, you know, on uh, design running plays, but he came out and, and, and really showed that he could throw the football and uh, was very accurate with the ball, really only made two bad decisions. He didn't make a lot of bad decisions. Uh, there were one or two throws that maybe he could have, um, he could have tucked in and run it. But other than that, um, you know, the transition, I think it was just somebody different calling the plays and, and, and maybe, um, you know, th- just a different way of interpreting, you know, uh, how, how you, how you respond to that different coach. So. Um and I don't think much has changed for the Alabama State offense. It was just just uh, a certain little tweaks that they tried to, to put together. And and it seemed to work. Obviously, you know, with without a running game though, uh I don't think um I don't think that he'll be able to do that two weeks in a row if they if they if we don't get this running game going. But uh certainly it was um, a good win. It was a um it was a it was a challenge. It was a challenge for Alabama State. It was a challenge for the offensive line, which is you know very inexperienced, uh, and they were able to respond extremely well. And you know coming into this game, you know you always want to come in any game on a win. So they that's what they are, and we'll see if they can uh, actually get the offense to travel a little bit this week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and much of that offense is going to be dependent upon the rushing game, which you talked about. The Hornets only rushed for 71 yards last week. And, of course, as you mentioned, Ezra Gray, he's been, you know, hurt this season, and, you know, he's a guy who really killed us in the spring, as you mentioned as well, but he's only averaging 40 yards a game this season. So what will it take for him to get going, or does it just boil down to health with him?
1: I think he just has to be healthy. Um, You know, uh, Coach Deion Sanders has said a lot of – um, has had a lot of praise for him and, and why not. He's probably one of the most decorated student athletes uh, Alabama State has, has had, not just on the field, but what he's done off the field, the first two time academic All American in school history. Uh, he, he, you know, he he's been um he's been really the I I don't want say the heart and soul of the team, but a lot of a lot of the energy feeds off of him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he gets going, um, the team gets going as well. So I think it just comes down to, you know, him being healthy because when he is healthy, uh, he he doesn't you know, he can he can really uh, break a game open as he did in the spring and as he's done a couple of times in the past. So, um, you know, you see a lot of him uh, probably see a lot more with Corey Merritt, the, the backup running back from uh, from Montgomery. Uh, I've, I've covered him for uh, a long time. He's one of the, one of the toughest kids that I've ever seen or ever watched play. So um, expect to see some from him, and expect to see some from Jared Daniels as well, a third string running back who, who's um, who's come in when he's gotten time and has uh, has done a pretty good job running the ball. So you know the running game ha- has struggled this year, and 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 that's a big part of what Alabama State has done these last four or five years. Has a lot of has had to do with the running game, and uh, so they need to they need to establish it or at least try to establish it on uh, on Saturday. Absolutely.
0: And this team took a hit in the wide receiver room during the offseason, losing its two best receivers to the transfer portal. But I know Jeremiah Hickson has emerged as a go-to guy for them. Six catches, 112 yards, two touchdowns last week. So talk about this wide receiver unit who will be facing a deep and talented JSU secondary this Saturday. So who are some names that are going to have to step up in order for them to have some success?
1: Well, I would say it starts with Jeremiah Hickson. I expect whoever the quarterback is to be looking for him early and often. He's already got 25 receptions this year. Uh, he really um, has emerged, uh, as you said, he really has emerged as the number one receiver for this team. He came to Coach Ely before the season began and said, hey coach, I'm your guy, give me the ball. You know, He's been the second or third option really these last three or four years, but this year, being the number one guy, he he's made all the difference in the world. I and mean, He's making big plays, had a big 51-yard touchdown reception last week, had a couple of touchdown receptions last week. And then number two is Wallace Corker, uh, a guy that you know, uh really kind of emerged uh at towards the end of the spring last year. Uh uh six six three, six four can really he can catch very he makes very big catches in traffic. Uh, mm-hmm. so he's very he's a very physical receiver. So watch out for him. And, and then I think the tight ends, uh we really haven't gotten the tight ends in the offense as much as I thought we would. Uh Terrence Ellis and, and Abdu Jop. Uh two guys that I, I think if we can get them the ball can be matchup problems. Um, uh, four secondaries, but uh, again, like you said, going up against uh, Jackson State and, and that 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 those uh, physical guys out there in Jackson, um, it's gonna it's gonna be all hands on deck. I think you're gonna see maybe four or five different guys. You know, Ryan Nettles and and, and Miles Crowley in, in the game last week. Really, you know, spread spreading the spreading the ball around. To, to, you know, seven eight different receivers. There was one game where Nettles threw the ball to eleven different guys this year. So, you know, uh, it's going to it's gonna be that type of a, an offense. Everybody touching the ball, even the running backs out of the backfield will probably have to to, to catch the ball as well. Uh, just to try to, you know, uh, get these guys in space and see if they can make plays, or the running backs, see if they can make plays as well. So it's going to be kind of an all-hands-on deck type of thing. You're going to see, you know, four or five different – if we can get them the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Four or five <laughs> different guys, you know, touching the ball and see if they can make big plays. But obviously Jeremiah Hickson is a guy uh, on third down. Um, in in big, you know, possession type situations, they like to get the ball to him and he makes, he usually makes a play.
0: Sure thing. And, you know, Kamara, despite the win, this team racked up 15 penalties for 171 yards this past Saturday, similar to Jackson state who had 16 penalties for 146 yards. So that was a problem for both teams, despite big wins, ironically, but I know Alabama state hadn't been penalized much prior uh, to that game. And that includes the Auburn game, but Mm -hmm. with that, Taking place this past Saturday, is that something that's a cause for concern? Well,
1: I think you, you want to. You, you always want to go into a, a game, you know, to clean up as much as you, you think you have to. So obviously, the, you know, with, with penalties, you know, it just depends on you know a, a few of those penalties were kind of unsportsmanlike penalties, or yeah. you know, kind of one of those things where uh, the game did get a little uh, the Arkansas pileup. They did get a little chippy there towards the end, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously, uh, we, we have had situations this year where penalties have have cost us. Uh, chances to score on drives um, especially against miles you know, miles first game uh, we, we went right down the field on the first possession and scored and then and, you know had a holding penalty here or there uh, you know fumble here or there so those are kind of those little small things that they keep you out of field goal range or keep you uh, out of uh, situations where you can put uh, six points on the board and uh, the the way that Jackson State has been playing offensively uh, this this these last four or five weeks, you can't have you can't give them uh, extra yards. I, I always I always call them extra yards. So you can't give the defense extra yards. You know you can't make you can't put yourself in first and fifteen. You know second and ten situations where you know guys are you know uh, coming off the ball you know, too early. You know those are the type of things that, that they give, especially on the defense side of the ball, give the defense uh, momentum. So uh, obviously that's going to be a cause for a concern and just taking care of the football. Uh, they did a better job of that this past Saturday, but that as, that's also been a problem this season. Uh, is taking care of the ball, and and uh, we'll see if they'll be able to do that because I I think uh, you have to be very efficient offensively, uh, especially uh, against this team that, that just scored sixty one points last week. And listen, mm-hmm. every week is different, but that that has to that, that you know, any, uh a number like that against the defending conference champion. I don't care what level of football it is, I don't care if it's a pee wee league. That 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 does um that that does you know uh, catch your eye, and yeah. uh, you know I, th- I don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, certainly, while we were covering the game, we were kind of following. We were trying to uh, follow that, you know, kind of because it was, you know, a big game in the East, and mm-hmm. you know, we we just kept looking. Uh, me and the Quan lead play-by-play announcer. We just kept looking at each other, like, man, you know, <laughs> forty forty-seven to, 40 to seven. We couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. You know? and, uh, but then you look at the box score, and you know, uh, Jackson State was a more aggressive team. The, the, they made the better. They made the bigger plays. They they uh, really made a uh, quill glass, uh, uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I don't care how many NFL scouts are looking at you. Uh, you know, if you can get to the quarterback uh, and make him uncomfortable, uh, that's what you can do. That's what Alabama State's defense did against Skylar Perry. Skylar mm-hmm. Perry, you know, better quarterbacks in the SWAC in the last, you know, two weeks. You know, he's looked pretty pedestrian. And a lot of that has to do with the defense getting getting to him and forcing him to throw the ball a little bit earlier than maybe he, he wanted to, uh, forcing him to throw the ball, you know, low. Uh, Low to his receivers, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh, against anybody, you want to uh, make sure that uh, you're you're cleaning up you you those the little small things to clean up. But, yeah, but um, penalties are, are going to be a, 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 a certainly going to be a key in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you talked about that. Jackson State, offensive output, scoring 61 points. But this Alabama State team is very sound defensively, and they're solid at all three levels on the defense, and they're ranked sixth in the SWAC in scoring defense at 28 points per game. And, but that's including the Auburn game. Right. I, like to, I like to throw that out and just compare apples <laughs> to apples. Uh, but they're fourth in total defense, and they're number two in pass defense, allowing just 160 yards per game while giving up 165 rushing yards per game on the ground. So give mm-hmm. us a skinny on this defense and some guys who have stood out so far this season.
1: Well, it really starts up front. Uh, Christian Clark, uh, the big man in the middle, uh, 363 pounds. Uh, he, he clogs up the middle, uh, not just because of his size, but he's very athletic for a big man. And, uh, you know, he, he's done it for four years now at Alabama State. He's already blocked an extra point that uh, against Miles in overtime that that helped propel Alabama State to a win. Uh, so the, he, he's he been, obviously, been the steady rock in the middle. Uh, also, Andrew Ogletree is another guy that um, kind of uh, uh, plugs up the middle and uh, makes it hard for you to run the football. Uh, And then on the outside, on the ends, Nick Terry and Austin Brundage, they've been all over the field uh, this year. Um, uh, Nick Terry's already got four and a half uh, tackles for loss, 20 total tackles. Uh, Austin Brundage has made some uh, just really big hits. He's got three tackles for loss and a quarterback hurry as well. So the the front line is very solid and very experienced. And then in the middle... um, we we lost Colton uh, Adams uh, to, to injury uh, mm-hmm. again this season. Um, the, but he's a guy that uh, can. Um, when he's healthy, uh, he he loves to hit. and mm-hmm. <laughs> He's one of the hardest workers on the team. But uh, uh, Jake Howard. Let me say uh, this that
0: for for the Jack State fans. Uh, let me say this. That's Bubble. <laughs> They're gonna remember yeah, Bubble from the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, Bubble. <laughs> yeah, he's been Bubble for a long time. Uh, even going all the way back to his days at Watumka. But uh, yeah, uh, but, but him, he he he, he uh, uh, a guy in the middle that can really uh cause some havoc and, and get to the get to the ball. But you know, uh, you got uh, we've got guys in the middle. Uh Kamar Martin has done uh, very well uh in, in the linebacker spot. Rodney Echols um has uh, really emerged last week They got two and a half uh, sacks uh just uh just um uh, really getting to Skylar Perry making it very difficult for him. So the linebackers have uh have uh, really done a good job this year. Uh secondary uh probably probably our best unit of the defense, uh, Jacques Payton, a uh, transfer from Jacksonville state, uh, all OVC player, uh, last, uh, this past, uh, past spring. Um, the coach has been raving about him since he arrived on campus. Um, very physical, uh, hard to, uh, hard to th- throw against him. He's already broken up seven passes this year. And uh, he does like to talk though. So um, uh, he, he does, he does like to give you running commentary while he's uh, <laughs> putting you down. So, uh, We'll see if we'll be able to do that. Uh, see if we we'll able to do much talking on Saturday. But then uh, also, uh, Keenan Isaac uh, on the other side has uh, has done very well. Um, he can he can um, you know he can um, he's he's taller, so he has a, a you know better chance of knocking the balls down. And then Urshot Davis, our safety, um, he's the leader of the defense. Um, Thirty two tackles already. He's already made an interception. He's forced a fumble and recovered a fumble. Uh, he's been all over the field, and uh, Davis is is the guy, I think, that it, when he gets going, it really the defense is is really playing, flying around when he's playing well. So, Urshad um, Davis is probably going to be uh, the guy that's uh, going to be the featured guy on, on, on the defense of your Alabama State. Mm-hmm.
0: And I do want to touch on this special teams unit before we move on because it struggled in coverage at times. I know FAMU and Pine Bluff were both able to exploit them in that department. And Jack State has one of the best return men in the SWAC at Warren Newman. Uh, yeah. So is that something that's been emphasized with you guys this coming up this week, just talking about being able to shut that down?
1: Well, I do remember uh, uh, Nugget almost returned uh, yeah. had a catch-and-return touchdown against us. Uh, Called back because uh, he stepped out of bounds, but he didn't step out of bounds. But we won't, we won't, we won't go. Well, no, no, well, they said he stepped. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, you know, but uh, I mean, I was impressed by him. Uh, I've been impressed by him. He he's an absolute stud. But um, you know, special teams is uh, it has been an issue for us, not just covering but kicking. Uh, mm-hmm. Just before uh, we made a kick against bethune Cook, we had made a kick since 2019. Um, wow. so, you know uh, field goals have been uh, have been a uh, premium for us this year uh, one and three this year and hadn't taken one uh, since the game but um, the coverage is going to be an issue we've, we've had some uh, returns especially in the kick return game that have allowed teams to set up a good field position and luckily defense has been able to uh, stop teams and, and, and been able to slow teams down enough to not have that become a big factor but Again, uh, you put Jackson State at the forty-five yard line. Um uh, <laughs> uh, if you're not uh if you're not up to the task, uh it's gonna be a problem for you. So that's something that we have to be able uh to slow down. And then um I would I would uh you know I'm not uh not as bold as some of these coaches. Maybe maybe try not to kick to these yeah. guys. Yeah. Um uh, uh, try to put them uh, inside the twenty five yard line as much okay. as possible. But um, I think you know we have one of the best punters in the SWAC, and Arby Grace. Um, you mm-hmm. know he, uh, you know he does his job, uh, pinning the Jackson State back, making a longer field, He'll give a defense a, a better chance. But yeah, we've got to cover, and uh, the, you know uh, against a guy like Warren Newman, who uh, every time he touches the ball, you know he it could be going for six points. So mm-hmm. um, he, he's going to be a guy that I think uh, the, the Alabama State coach is going to key in on, and and try to you know at least put defense and also put our offense in better positions to uh, be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, much of the talk in the East uh, so far this fall has been centered around Jackson State, Alabama A&M, and FAMU. But, Alabama State, despite some of the struggles that you've talked about, this team is quietly 2-1 and one in the conference and really right there in the thick of things. Uh, so, this game against Jackson State is crucial for them with Jackson State currently sitting with no losses in the SWAC. So, what's the mindset of Coach Ely and this team right now as it seems as though they're probably being overlooked?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they control their own destiny in the East. You know, they win this game. They beat Alabama A&M. You know, they win the rest of their games. I know that's easy to say to tell But, uh, you know, they control their own destiny. They went out from here on out. They play for the Swag Championship. And, you know, for Jackson State, really, who you got left? Mississippi Valley? You know, improved, but but, you know, uh, Bethune-Cookman, they haven't won a game yet this year. So uh, this is a, a monster game in the East. You know, the East could be decided on Saturday. You know, Jackson State wins this game. So I think for Alabama State, you know, in the past we've had these type of games where we've been right there, you know, this past spring. We won the Magic City Classic. You know, we won the East, you know, had the injury to Ryan Nuttles and, and just, you know, and, you know, just kind of took the win out of ourselves. But, you know, these are the type of games where you want to get to that SWAT championship game. You want to play in the Celebration Bowl. These are the kind of games that you have to win. And so for Alabama State, I think it's, it, it, you know, it's important. You know, these are the type of games that we have not won these past three or four years. So you know that's kind of you know weighing out on the minds. I'm sure these players and these players are telling themselves like, listen, this is a an opportunity for us. They're not they, they're not looking at us. They're looking at Alabama A&M. They're looking at View. That you know they. I think we we'll put to finish fifth in the East <laughs> coming mm-hmm. into the year. But look at us here. An opportunity to if we go to Jackson State and win this game you know, we have an opportunity to to, to win the East um, and, you know, moving on down the road. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the mindset is, you know, this is the game. This is the game of the week, and you got to win it. And, uh, it, you know, it goes through Jackson State. And, you know, these are the type of games you want to be in. Mm-hmm. And you should want to be in these type of games that, you know, um, um, to, to potentially uh, help you uh, win a division championship. So, you know, we had the 1991 uh, – a SWAC championship and HBCU national championship team at Alabama state there this past Saturday. So maybe, uh, they, they gave them some some extra mojo, uh, (laughs) coming in Saturday, but it is going to be a tough task the way Jackson state's been playing. Uh, I think they're probably the consensus number one team in HBCU football and Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be, it'll be quite a challenge, but I think for Jackson state, it'll be a bigger challenge than maybe uh, some people might expect, but, um, but yeah, you know, uh, especially after what happened uh, at at the end of the game uh, this past the <laughs> bulletin board material that maybe uh-huh. uh, Texas State didn't need the extra motivation. But uh, but you know, you know that, that's the swag for you. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, it, it's it's a big game, and I think both teams are approaching it that way. And uh, for Alabama State, I think it's a chance, an opportunity for them to, you know to show that hey, you shouldn't have overlooked us, um, you know, uh, in, in the off season. So. Mm-hmm. It should be a great. It should be a great game. Uh, should be a competitive game, I think. And uh, if Alabama State can can uh, can clean up some mistakes, you know, maybe we'll stay in and see what happens. And you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see if uh, they can get to to Chido, uh, Mr. Sanders, and uh-huh. uh, see if they can uh, cause some havoc for him. He's been playing pretty clean this year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see if Alabama <laughs> State can kind of dirty that jersey up a little bit and uh, uh, try to uh, try to get out of there with the win. But um, you know, obviously, uh, I think you know, Alabama State fans, well, the realistic fans, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be looking at this game like, listen, it's going to be an extreme challenge. But but it's a challenge, I think, that uh, they they should be they they should want to have coming into Saturday.
0: Sure thing. You know, I want to take it back to something that you touched on uh, as far as what happened at the end of the Alabama AM and m game uh, this past Saturday. Just the, you know, the the bulletin board material, as you say, you said that's just a squack for you, which I agree. But I want to transition that to this. I don't want to call it a relationship. But for lack of better words, this relationship between Coach Prime and Coach Donald Hill <laughs> you You were there. You remember last year, there was a lot of talk before that game. After that game, some, you could call that bulletin board material as well. Yeah. Coach Hill Ely said after the game, after the win, once they get back to Jackson, let them soak in some Epsom salt and send me my shoe back. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- what do you make of that? I mean, what do you make of the banner? You know Coach, Coach Hill Ealy, so what are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Ely is always good for a sound bite. I don't think you <laughs> ever leave a Coach Ely press conference and not have a smile on your face. Um, and one, he's one of the great guys that I've interviewed and one of the great guys I've been around. And you know, you know, it's kind of the kind of thing that, you know, you know, we're good too. You know, it's kind of one of those things that, hey, you know, we we can we can you know, we're pretty good. So uh you know, we I forgot where we ended up, but three and three, we end up three and three in the spring. But um you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you know, Coach Coach Prime comes out with a with a scooter, um a big scooter, you know, and just you know you that's the kind of thing that uh that that happens. But you know, I I'm you know. I usually like to let the game speak for itself, but mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I don't belong in the swat. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, especially with the with the picture being uh, uh they put the mm, picture yeah. of Coach Prime mm-hmm. there. I, I I didn't like it, but you know, like I said, you know that that's that's me. That's kind of the thing, you know. Let, let, let your game speak for mm-hmm. itself, and uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't mind a little playful banter going back and forth between coaches. You know, uh, kind of you know it's one you know as long as it doesn't get personal right exactly you, know, I mean, you talk about your teams you know mm-hmm. you know that that sort of thing that that's fine but when you, when you get to the whole you know you know the I don't even know who or authorized having a picture be put up but when yes. I saw that we got to play these guys again if I said <laughs> so, but, um, but you know it, you know that's the that's the beauty of hbc football the beat of the swag that that type of thing you know, the playful banter between fan bases and you know, you can't be a you know you, you can't be a, a, a prude all the time. You have to kind of have a little fun uh, while you're there. But uh, you know, so I, I'm sure you know I'm sure Coach Prime has had this game circling on the calendar just like he had Alabama and him game circling on the calendar. And um, you know why why wouldn't you? Uh, these these are the, the two teams you have to. And, and to get through to get to the championship, but you know, I I wasn't a big fan of it. But you know, it's kind of one of those things that you know that's kind of how he is. He always has a, a pretty good uh pretty good line, so that was one of his best. And uh, we'll see if that uh that comes back to haunt him here on yeah. Saturday. Uh, if we have something else on Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah, We'll definitely see. We'll definitely <laughs> see. But to Coach Hill Ely's credit, he was very complimentary of Coach Prime this week yeah. when asked about what all Coach Prime has meant to HBCU football since he yeah. arrived and what he's brought to the SWAC. Coach Prime, along with Michael Strahan, his friend, mm-hmm. and his partner. They've suited the team with uh, outfits, with suits to wear to the games. Jackson State has, this made national headlines, Jackson State has their names on the back of the jerseys and he called out the SWAC for not having that across the board and since then, Alabama State has taken notice. Coach Hill Ely said that alumni have paid for suits for the, for your players to wear the games as well, and for the names on the back of their jersey, so I think Coach Prime is having really having an impact. So just talk about from your standpoint. You know, we talk about the banner, which is fine and dandy as long as it doesn't get personal. But just talk about the positives that Coach Prime has brought to the SWAC and how this rubbed off on Alabama State.
1: Yeah, I think there's any question about it that that he has brought um, a different attention to the league. Um, he has brought a different awareness to the league. Um, obviously there was a slap before coach prime. There was a, there was a slap before, uh, coach Donald hill Um, but you know, I, I think with, uh you know, the way that TV has changed, the way that, you know, um, uh, you know, like I said, names on the back of the jerseys, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time and, uh, you know, it was kind of unexpected, but I also think that, um because he is in a position that he wants to be in, you know, it's not just for his team. It's not just for Jackson state. He's trying to, trying to build something in, in, in the slack, and maybe not just in the slack, but in, in the rest of HBC football. So I think, you know, it's always, a, it's always a positive thing where you have coaches and, and alumni, everybody working together to, you know, kind of change the, the culture of, of, of anything. And, you know, Obviously with Coach Sanders, you're gonna have Coach Prime, you're gonna have more eyeballs. Um you're gonna have more eyeballs because he is who he is. And uh because of of person he's been for, you know, uh all over three decades, you know, he has been um, you know, kind of that polarizing figure. So, um, you know, I think it's rubbed off on you know, obviously it's rubbed off on Alabama State and, and hopefully uh we'll see more things like this. Uh, you know, going back to what he said about, you know, um swipe being on ESPN three six nine twelve whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, put more more games, uh, um, you know, put more games on ESPN, put more games on ESPN two, and not always, you know, online all the time. So, um, you know, he he he's kind of he's brought some attention to that, and people have talked about it for a long time uh, mm-hmm. since uh, you know, you know, a lot of people have said you know, BET should should put games back on. And personally, I think that ship has sailed, but. Um certainly um I think I think with with Coach Prime and, and other coaches in the league, you know, coming together and say, hey, you know, you know, we got some good football here too. And you know, we got some football that people want to watch. And you know, you look at the Thursday night games, I know Coach Prime like the not like Thursday night games, but you look at, you know, uh Pine Bluff and Al- Alcorn, you know, that that game came down on the wire. Um Bethune almost beat Alabama A and M on the first Thursday night game. And then uh, you know, obviously you had um uh Pine Bluff and, and Prairie View. So you know, the games have been pretty – the games that have been on those Thursday nights have been good. But, um, but you know, obviously, you know, you want as many eyeballs in the – you want as many butts in the seats and as many eyeballs on the TV screen as you possibly get. And so I think that Coach Prime has a – he feels like he has a purpose. And I think so far he's, he's trying to carry it out as well as he can. And other schools have, have, have kind of taken taken – Side of that, and said, Hey, you know, we can also be, be part of this too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, obviously his influence on the slack so far has been very good. And, you know, hopefully it continues and maybe um, in a way to kind of, you know, that the, 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 uh, I don't know what you call it, his aura maybe doesn't, isn't just so mm-hmm. big on the slack anymore. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, not saying that, you know, he's not Deion Sanders, it'll always be Deion Sanders, but, just from a standpoint of you know, this is now you know this is Coach Prime. It's Coach Sandy, it, You know, uh, I remember during the spring game. I remember the spring. You know, I'm walking into the arena. I'm walking mm-hmm. into the stadium, and you know, you know, there were people and there were, there were people waiting outside <laughs> to catch mm-hmm. a glimpse of God, uh, <laughs> the, the stadium, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the cameras around them and everything. You know, so it, it obviously you know. Obviously, he's brought that attention to the league, but I think he is—he is trying to fulfill fulfill a purpose. I don't think this is just, you know, some people say, you know, is this just for publicity or whatever. I think he truly feels like he belongs at Jackson Mm -hmm. State, and I think you see that. And I think—I think think it's been very positive so far for for, uh, the swagging for HBCU football in general.
0: Absolutely. All right, Kamara, this has been excellent. This has been awesome, man. I, I truly appreciate this. I wanted to touch on one quick thing, though, before I let you go. Uh, yeah. Former Alabama State quarterback Tavares Jackson recently became the first inductee to the Alabama State Ring of Honor. And, of course, yeah. he's a former standout all-swag quarterback at the school, and he was selected in the second round of the NFL draft and he was even a Super Bowl champion. So, And he, had, I think he had a brief stint on the staff at at. Alabama yes. State, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, before his life was tragically cut short in an automobile accident, so how special and important was it for Alabama State to recognize and honor his memory?
1: I, I don't think that you could have uh, picked a better representative of the of the Ring of Honor to be the first person in the Ring of Honor, Devaris Jackson. Uh, his impact, not just on the Alabama State, but on the community, mm-hmm. uh, of course, went to Lanier and with Kelton Williams uh, became one of the best. Uh, quarterback, running back duos in, in, in the SWAC, and uh, obviously uh, they, they won a lot of games um, at Alabama State, but just his impact on the community and the impact on the fan base at Alabama State, I don't think can be overstated. And for him to be the first person in, inducted in the Ring of Honor, and uh, for him to, to have his family there to, to kind of be there, to, to see it, and to know that he'll always be immortalized at Alabama State, I think it's just a great thing, and um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he was, he was getting his – I think he was, you know, starting to, you know, find his role on the staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were trying to figure out what he was going to do, exactly what he was going to do. Was he going to coach quarterbacks? Was he going to, you know, be part of an offensive staff? But, uh, you know, for, for him to be the first person, I think, uh, was, was the right thing. And uh, he'll always be uh, – he'll, he'll always be synonymous with Alabama State football. And it's the 120th season with, with all the celebrations that we're, we're having. It's just another addition to that for Alabama State. And so it was great. It's great to see. Yeah, I'm sure it's great for his family. And, um, you know, hopefully um, they'll never forget his legacy there at Alabama State.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely a great football player, but more importantly, a great person. I have had opportunity to speak with him. And uh, based on my interactions with him, he just seemed yeah. like a wonderful, wonderful human being. And that's all that I've ever heard about him. So definitely great job. Kudos to Alabama State for making that happen. All right. Again, man, this has been awesome. I'm looking forward to this game. Looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, before I let you go, plug your social media. Any uh, websites or any links or social media social media handles that you'd like for our listeners to know about?
1: Well, of course, uh, you know, if you want information on Alabama State uh, football, you can go to uh, Alabama uh, State uh, FB. And, uh, of course, for myself, I'm, I'm at Kamari D and so uh, my first name and the first initial of my last name so uh, you know i don't just cover alabama state i cover uh, high school football also so I, I do score updates at the game that i am so if you are you know if you're interested in high school football you can uh, check me out there as well but uh it, it's going to be a fun game uh you know sat- saturday uh, obviously is going to be a uh, um uh, you know uh, kind of one of those kind of those things you, you get ready for so uh, you know, hopefully the, the, they'll, be able to, um, they'll be able to at least make it competitive. And uh, hopefully it's a competitive game and a game, to, uh, a game to remember like the one in the spring.
0: Sure thing. Sure thing. All right. Well, uh, have a safe trip, and we'll see you there. Looking forward to it. All right. See you there. And that'll do it for Episode 196 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And, again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast Listeners. Rate and review the show and everyone follow tiger talk with the 1400 club on facebook and tiger talk 1400 on instagram and twitter i can't stress the importance of this enough we're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department and it all starts with you downloading subscribing rating and reviewing the show and tell every tiger that you know we're on all podcast outlets apple podcast google podcast spotify and so on and we'll be posting each episode on our facebook instagram and twitter pages as always thanks for your support go tigers hashtag i believe hashtag pack the vet hashtag the i love